dog and there's never a cop in sight. You can see most any old thing in Harlem on Saturday night. Now the chicks are chicken, the pickpockets picking when they pick, they pick you right. You can see most any old thing in Harlem on Saturday night. Hot spots are never cold, piccolos are thumping. No matter where you go, every joint is jumping. Now all the sugar hillers are a bunch of killer dillers. I'm trying to set you right. You can see most any old thing in Harlem on Saturday
listening to WETF, South Bend, Indiana, the jazz station, and my name is John Clark. You're listening to the Jazz Focus, and thank you for joining us again. Hope you're making some time in your week for some very good jazz. Today I'm doing a program that I'm going to call Daughters of the Stride. Not a very good title, but uh, it's... uh, going to work, I think. I've already done one podcast under this title, so this is technically Daughters of the Stride 2. On the first uh, version, the first podcast I did, uh, I featured two female pianists and singers, Una, uh, Una Mae Carlisle and Cleo Brown. They were both uh, very good entertainers, very good singers, and in Una Mae Carlisle's case, an exceptionally good piano uh, player as well. Cleo Brown was a, was a good piano player as well, but Una Mae was a, a, a protege of Fats Waller. Today we're going to do two other women, uh, singers and entertainers and piano players as well. We're going to uh, start out our program on the next set uh, with the singer that we just heard, a woman named Ramona Davies, who went by the uh, name of just simply Ramona. She was a white piano player and singer who uh, was featured quite extensively with the Paul Whiteman Orchestra in the early to middle 30s. And uh, she had a string of recordings out under her own name for RCA Victor, and we're going to be sampling some of those. Not the full band, but some uh, with some very nice jazz accompaniment. She played a a piano style that was a little bit more... Um, 20s uh, based, I guess you'd have to say, almost Gershwin-y, semi-classical in a way, but she could do some effective jazz playing and she surrounded herself with some very good jazz players. We'll talk about those uh, players shortly. We started out the program with another woman, probably better known, Lillian Harden Armstrong. She was born in 1898 in Memphis. She uh, was raised uh, to be a musician, I guess. She was playing piano quite uh, a lot as a child. She may or may not have studied music at Fisk University. That seems to be a bit of an open question. There aren't any records, I don't think, of her having attended there, but she said she did. She found her way to Chicago by about 1920, and she made the acquaintance of King Oliver, uh, who needed a piano player. And uh, she started playing with his band, which later recorded as King Oliver's Creole Jazz Band. She had not played any jazz or anything like that, although she had apparently uh, done some informal study with Jelly Roll Morton, who was active in Chicago at the time. Uh, She played on all the early recordings of King Oliver's band, and uh, also in the group was Louis Armstrong, who became her husband. They got married about 1924, and she apparently was responsible for encouraging him, encouraging is a polite word, I guess, to go to New York in 1925 to play with the Fletcher Henderson Band, which really launched his national career. He came back to Chicago, and they stayed together for a few years professionally, doing the Hot Five recordings and playing uh, some in-person dates, but uh, their marriage uh, went south by about 1931. She stayed in Chicago, came to New York a couple of times. She did some further musical study. I think she became a dressmaker at one point as well, uh, but she continued making recordings. She was not a great piano player, I'm sorry to say, uh, but she was a, a, a well-schooled musician and a very good organizer. And by the 1930s, she had actually become quite a good vocalist as well. And she was uh, going to demonstrate that she was a, a better-than-average songwriter. And uh, we'll be seeing the fruits of that coming up. We heard her on the first tune of this uh, program doing something that was composed not by her, but by um, 
Johnson and Smith, and I'm not sure who Johnson and Smith were in this case, but the song was called Harlem on Saturday Night, a good time song. It was played by Lil Armstrong and her swing orchestra, done in New York on September 9th of 1938 for the Decca label. It featured Ronald Jones. I always thought it was Roynald, but it's Roynald. I heard Nat King Cole on a broadcast introduce him, so I will go with, with Nat King Cole's pronunciation. Ronald Jones on trumpet. He's an interesting player, very fiery. Uh, I thought when I heard him that he sounded like Roy Eldridge. I guess he came by it honestly because they were cousins. They uh, played together in Speed Webb's band in the late 1920s and then went their separate ways. And Jones uh, played uh, some jazz and solos with uh, Chick Webb's band and on small group dates like this, but he became much better known as a lead trumpet player uh, with... Um, Don Redmond's band, and then later with the Count Basie band in the 1950s. Uh, and he passed away, actually, right at the same time that his cousin, Roy Eldridge, did in the 1980s. On trombone, we had J.C. Higginbottom playing a very smooth solo that sounded like Duke Ellington's trombone player, Lawrence Brown. And Higginbottom, for some reason, was very much enamored of uh, uh, Lawrence Brown's playing, I guess, by this point in his career. He changed his style uh, from a very blustery one to a very smooth one. Buster Bailey was on clarinet. Lil Armstrong was playing piano and singing, and I picked uh, the tunes that we're going to hear from her recordings uh, today because she played piano on them, even if she didn't solo. Wellman Bro is on string bass, and O'Neill Spencer is on drums, and we heard, as I said, Harlem on Saturday night. Then we went to Ramona Davies. Ramona uh, at the piano, sometimes she was billed. This was with Ramona and her band, and it was the Jimmy McHugh standard, I Can't Give You Anything But Love. That was from September 13th of 1935 for RCA Victor, also recorded in New York. And she, Ramona, played piano and sang on that, including doing the, the verse, which had been almost forgotten even at that point. The song wasn't very old. She is accompanied by the Teagarden brothers, Charlie Teagarden on trumpet, Jack Teagarden on trombone. We'll hear from both of them a little bit more on some sides a little bit later. Benny Bonaccio was on clarinet, and the discography say baritone sax, but it sounds like a bass sax to me. Uh, he was with uh, the Whiteman band, as were the Teagardens, and also the members of the rhythm section. Dick McDonough on guitar, Artie Miller on bass, and Larry Gomar on drums. That was I Can't Give You Anything But Love. We're going to have our first set devoted to Ramona, and uh, the next tune is from that same date that we uh, I just talked about. Have a, we'll have a little more jazz on it, from the brass players especially. This is a tune called Barrel House Music, and uh, as I said, all of these will feature Ramona on piano and singing. Then we're going to go to a third tune from that date, uh, called No Strings, a good show tune from that period. I'll tell you a little more about the tunes after the break. And then we're going to uh, deviate a little bit. We're going to uh, go to a tune that's called Ah, the Moon is Here. And uh, this was done uh, by a, a, well, the recording label said, Paul Whiteman presents Rome, Ramona and her grand piano. And indeed it did. Uh, but not with the whole Whiteman orchestra. This is with Bunny Berrigan on trumpet, Benny Bonaccio on clarinet, uh, Ramona again, and Herb Quigley on drums. And that's from August 15th of 1935 for Victor. At that point, we're going to go to a tune called Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. This was a song by Ali Rebel and uh, was recorded in April of 1933 with just Ramona on piano. One of those personality songs, and she did very well with those. Then we're going to finish up that set with uh, the last tune from the um, Ramona uh, date that we started out with, and this is called Every Now and Then. And as before, Ramona and her gang consists of the Tea Garden Brothers, along with Benny Bonaccio, Dick McDonough, Artie Miller, and Larry Gomar. So those are our tunes for this set, all featuring Ramona Davies on piano and singing. Barrel House Music, No Strings, Ah, the Moon is Here, I Lay Me Down to Sleep, 
and every now and then. I 
like a robin upon a tree, like a sailor that goes to sea, like an unwritten melody. I'm free, there's me. Your big attraction, my decks are cleared for action. I'm fancy free and free for anything. Thank you. 
to a beautiful star. I'm sitting pretty and you're by my side. I'm well supplied, any of you, and there's plenty to do. Feel so grand when I hold your hand. There's a hop, skip, and jump in my heart. What is this funny thing I can't get too much of? Ah, I've got a feeling it's love. Somehow I'm drifting aimlessly With 
without your love for inspiration I wonder what my fate will be Every now and then there's a longing in my heart Every now and then ever since we've been apart You don't know how much I miss you And how I long to kiss you Every now and then Every now and then I keep wondering how you are Asking everyone if you're happy where you are What's the good of my denying? I find myself crying Every now and then Every now and then I kiss your photograph That you autographed I love you dearly Time and time again I kiss each tender note In which your fingers wrote I love you sincerely Every now and then In my lonely reverie While I think of you Do you ever think of me Is the spark of love still burning Do you long for my returning Every now Ramona and her gang, and some other incarnations as well. Uh, she was actually a very good piano player. She was um, a teenage radio star, and I think that's how Paul Whiteman came to uh, discover her. Uh, Mildred Bailey was leaving his band about 1932, I guess somewhat acrimoniously, and uh, he needed a, a substitute, and so somehow he became acquainted with Ramona, who was born in Lockland, Ohio in 1909, and uh, brought her into the fold. She was a very pretty lady, uh, and obviously also very talented, and she made quite a few recordings with the full uh, Whiteman band as well. So we started that out with... Um, 
No, uh, Barrel House Music, followed by No Strings, both of those with Ramona and her gang. Charlie Teagarden on trumpet, Jack Teagarden on trombone. We heard some nice playing from both of them on some of these sides. Benny Bonaccio played clarinet on these. I don't think he went back to his bass sax on any of the other uh, sides other than the one we already heard. I can't give you anything but love. We also heard, of course, Ramona on piano, Dick McDonough on guitar, Artie Miller on bass, and Larry Gomar on drums. So that was, as I said, Barrel House Music and No Strings. We actually finished that set with Every Now and Then, which was the fourth tune from that uh, session done for RCA Victor in September of 1935. In between there, we heard Ah, the Moon is Here, which was a, an interesting feature for her on piano and singing. That was um, done accompanied by Bunny Berrigan on trumpet, again, Benny Bonaccio on clarinet, and Herb Quigley on drums. And um, that really showed off her... Um, uh, novelty style, I guess, and some of the more sophisticated pop tones that she was being called on to do. That tune uh, was from Busby Berkeley's Footlight Parade of 1933, the film for Warner Brothers, and uh, a nice, nice arrangement of that, featuring Ramona not only on singing, but extensively on piano as well. And then we heard, uh, second to last in that set, I Lay Me Down to Sleep, and that was done from I believe it was her first uh, solo session uh, on piano. This was done for Victor in March of 1933 and shows that she was a good two-handed piano player. Uh, not a not a boogie-woogie or a stride player, but a, a, a good pianist who would craft her own arrangements. We aren't hearing any today, but she also did a number of duo piano recordings, uh, four-handed on one piano, or I guess actually two pianos, uh, with Roy Bargy, the pianist with the uh, Whiteman Band as well. So those are kind of interesting. So that was remote. Mona Davies and her piano, and uh, some of her friends from the Paul Whiteman Band. Now we're going to go over to uh, Lil Armstrong, who used that name uh, professionally long after she was divorced from Louis Armstrong. Uh, and as I said, she was in Chicago in the early 30s. She led some bands. She was doing things outside of music. She did some further music studies, but I think in some ways she honed her uh, administrative skills and her band leading skills. She was leading groups, but she also became uh, a recording director for Decca Records from the middle 1930s up to the end of the 1930s. And she uh, had a number of sessions under her own name. She also ran sessions for other performers, too, including some blues players in Chicago. Uh, we're not going to hear the first uh, one, two, three, four uh, sessions under her own name. At some point, we will on a podcast because they include some wonderful players, including some members of the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra who were playing at the Grand Terrace Ballroom in 1936 and 1937. As I said, I picked the last two sessions that she did for DECA in September of 1938 and March of 1940 because she played piano on them. Even if she didn't solo, she was still part of the rhythm section. She sang on every number except for two, and uh, she composed quite a number of them as well. So we're going to start out this next uh, session with two tunes uh, from the September 1938 session that we began our program with. Ronald Jones on trumpet, J.C. Higginbottom on trombone, Buster Bailey on clarinet, Lil Armstrong piano vocal, Wellman Bro on bass, and O'Neill Spencer on drums. And this is from, uh, was done in New York. Some of her sessions were from Chicago, but by the late 30s, I think she had moved full-time to New York for at least a few years. So we're going to hear a tune called Safely Locked Up in My Heart, which was one of her own tunes, as was the next one. Everything's wrong, ain't nothing right. Not a blues, but very blues-like. And uh, 
That will be from, as I said, the September 38th session. Then we're going to jump over to the March 1940 session with a completely different band. Still for Decca in New York, Jonah Jones is on trumpet. He had been playing, of course, with uh, Stuff Smith's band, and at the time, I think he had already joined Cab Calloway. Uh, Don Stovall on alto sax. He was a very underrated alto player who played with uh, some big bands uh, and uh, did small group work as well, but he spent a couple of years with Red Allen's great uh, band in the middle 1940s, and we're going to be doing a podcast or a show on those sides coming up too. Russell Johns is on tenor sax, Lil Armstrong again on piano, Wilman Bro again actually on bass, Manzi Johnson on drums. We're also going to hear a vocal by Hilda Rogers uh, coming up. And there was a fourth tune on this session that we've already played on a podcast, the one that was devoted to Midge Williams, the singer. Uh, Why is a good man so hard to find? So I direct you to that podcast, the Jazz Focus on Anchor.fm or Spotify or Apple, if you'd like to hear that. We're going to hear the two instrumental tunes from that session, Sixth Street and Riffin' the Blues, both by Fitzpatrick. And I don't know who Fitzpatrick was, but they're good blues and sort of... Uh, introduction to rhythm and blues at that early date. And there obviously you have some affinity with the Louis Jordan recordings being made at that time and so forth. Very uh, good jazz performances by all those players. And then, uh, actually in between Sixth Street and Riffin, we're going to hear the Hilda uh, Rogers vocal, which is called My Secret Flame. And that's another Lil Armstrong tune. So this is Lil Armstrong uh, and her swing orchestra for the first two sides, and the next three sides in 1940 were billed as Lil Brown Gal Armstrong and her Dixielanders, which was a complete misnomer for this group, but there you are. So we're going to hear Safely Locked Up and Everything's Wrong, Ain't Nothing Right. Then we're going to hear Sixth Street, My Secret Flame, and Riffin' the Blues. I've got to wear no one can ever find you No one can take you from me You and I, we will never be apart You're safely locked up in my heart mm, No matter where you are today up in my heart now for you my life had been vacant and I was alone forsaken but the day that I saw you and was thrilled was then I knew that my life had been filled now that I've got you under lock and key can take you from me And there's nothing in this world Can ever keep us apart You're safely locked up in my heart
joy but in pain Cause you don't know I love you so You are my secret flame I hide everything that I feel I hide what my heart would reveal Cause you don't know I love you so are my secret flame You tell me all about others I pretend to enjoy you too You call me your little play mother But honey child I ain't playing with you One day And it ain't
So that was some very effective small group jazz from 1940 and some little-known uh, sides from that period, done by Lil Brown Gal Armstrong and her Dixielanders, as I said, a complete misnomer. Uh, working backwards, we heard Riffin' the Blues, My Secret Flame, with a vocal by Hilda Rogers, and Sixth Street. Those were done for DECA in New York, March 18, 1940. Jonah Jones on trumpet, Don Stovall on alto, Russell Johns on tenor sax, Manzi Johnson on drums, Wilman Bro on bass, and of course Lil Armstrong on piano. Not much piano playing evident in there. She was in the rhythm section, but as I said, her real contribution at this time was her organizational abilities and her ability to produce sessions and create good music like that. And she did quite a few sessions in Chicago under her own name, but also under her uh, or under uh, other musicians' names that she produced. She played piano for sometimes. Some of the blues artists she transcribed songs for. Um, Kind of an A&R person. Uh, they didn't have that term, arts and repertoire, back then, but that's sort of what she was. We started out that Lil Armstrong set with Lil Armstrong and her swing orchestra from September 9th of 1938 on DECA, also in New York. We heard, safely locked up in my heart and everything's wrong, ain't nothing right. Uh, kind of an oddly constructed tune, but with some good uh, jazz by J.C. Higginbottom on trombone, Buster Bailey on clarinet, Ronald Jones on trumpet, Lil Armstrong, Wellman Bro again on bass, and O'Neill Spencer on drums. So some good playing there as well. It's fun to uh, explore some of these uh, recesses of jazz history, especially when we're trying to uh, find out about the, the relatively covered up contributions of female jazz artists. Of course, uh, this was a, a, an even more sexist era than the one we live in now, and uh, women were not given much of an opportunity to perform at a professional level in jazz. Singers were, of course, but to have a female instrumentalist, especially piano player, never mind a band leader, uh, making good recordings was unusual. And as I said, my first uh, podcast, The Daughters of the Stride One, featured Cleo Brown and Una Mae Carlisle, both of whom made excellent records in the 1930s and 40s. And today, of course, we're featuring Lillian Armstrong and Ramona, Ramona Davies on piano. And they both were featured with excellent jazz accompaniment, but also on their own uh, on their own merits as well as pianists and singers, and in Lil Armstrong's case, as a singer and a producer. So interesting to, to resuscitate some of this part of jazz history. I'm going to do two more tunes for you, but before we do, I will tell you that you are listening to The Jazz Focus here on WETF, South Bend, Indiana, The Jazz Station. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us. Hope you make a little time every week for us here at The Jazz Focus. We're going to finish up with a uh, tune by each artist. Ramona will do a tune called Tony's Wife. This was written as a rumba. This was published in a stock arrangement by Archie Blyer. I've done a podcast on Archie Blyer before. He was a great arranger. It has nothing to do with this recording, but um, this is a kind of a nice change of pace with Ramona singing and playing. This was from March 7th of 1933 for Victor, one of her earliest solo sessions. And then we're going to finish up with the last remaining tune from Lil Armstrong and her swing orchestra in September of 1930. A, uh, a tune by uh, Lil Armstrong called Knock Need Sal on the Mourner's Bench, a uh, kind of a pseudo-gospel tune. You'll hear a little O'Neill Spencer vocal in there chanting behind uh, Lillian Harden Armstrong as well. And again, we'll hear fine jazz, especially on this side by Buster Bailey. So, thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the program and enjoy these next two tracks. Havana, who was quite a sensation, a new revelation. She lives in Havana. Oh, yes. 
Now there's nobody sweeter. She's the talk of the town there, and everyone down there is dying to meet her. She's a sweet senorita. Oh, yes. Tony's wife. The boys in Havana love Tony's wife. Around the cabana of Tony's wife, they sing in a manner that's rare. Tony's wife, the fellas are fools about Tony's wife. They're fighting their duels about Tony's wife. But Tony's too lazy to care. When she plays on her guitar, how they come from near and far. Oh, my, oh, me. She gives them a shaking up. You should see the homes that she's breaking up. Gosh, oh, gee, a man would surrender his life. For Tony's Look out for Sally. Oh, not me, Sally, on the morning. 
morning 